We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> you talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service, like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, the Thanksgiving Eve edition. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. I'm your host, Jacob Niffin, and I am joined. You guys got the two-man game tonight, the pick and roll. It goes back to 2014, 2013, actually, right? I think so. I've got Kamiar Morabian along with me. Turkey, turkey, turkey. You 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 know what I'm thankful for? What what are you thankful for, Kamiar? I was I was working out today, and then after I work out, are you hitting the I, gym still? No, no, f that noise. Yeah, not not since all this stuff started to go back again, up again. I've been uh, working out at home and doing everything else. Good, but uh, but um, I, after I work out or wherever, I go for a run, and, and then like, I start walking for another mile. And so I was thinking about when I was walking, I saw a basketball goal in the neighborhood, of course, and. It made me think of the early days uh, in, while we were still in undergrad when we would go play pickup 
randomly, like at random goalposts, all throughout like OKC and Norman. And hey, there was no place we wouldn't play pickup at. That's man. true, and uh, and it made me think of that one time we were in Norman on the double rims when I got really really pissed at that kid, and you got really really pissed at that kid. I kept on going over like my back at the same time. Do you remember that? Yeah, he kept going over the back for layups, and we got really frustrated. And you and I take out our frustrations very differently. Um, At the same time. Yeah, he went up for a layup in this pickup game. And my frustration was, I probably the highest I've ever jumped in my entire life. I got up, and I was going to force feed this ball back down this kid's throat. Meanwhile, how did you take out your frustration, Kalmiar? Well, okay, he kept on going over the back, and like he, the kid, I clearly didn't play basketball because he kept on fouling and like not understanding. I, I was, you know, I was really angry, and so I, <laughs> I just, just finally had his shit. I was over. I think I like did one of those like kind of like Hulk moves, where, like where you kind of like rustle your shoulders and keep on shaking your head. Like I swear to God, and then <laughs> so I remember it's random. He started to go for a layup. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to let you go for a layup. I'm going to let you hit your face on that pole. And uh, I I gave him a really heavy, a really hefty uh, shove in the back while he was launching midair. Yeah, and this was while I was getting up to block his shot. And we did not coordinate this. So I'm, you know, as high up as I've ever jumped. I'm at the rim, basically. And then you shove this kid in the back as my whole arm comes down. Because I think the ball's trajectory. coming up. <laughs> and I did not get the ball because he didn't shoot it because he was about to fall, and I just, my elbow came down right in that kid's face. And he was down on the ground for a while. That was, if there was ever a moment where you and Yo, I... Yo, mess the two-man game, homie. If there was ever a moment in time Bow-bow. where you and I uh, represented Fulton and Reed from the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> the, the Bash Bros. The Bash Bros. That was the moment. <laughs> That oh, man. was the moment. That was like the early days. We were like 22 and 23 still. Oh, no, I, we were. I, I was young. You were young. Jeez. We were young. That was back Damn, in the day. Son. I'm 30 now, bro. I, w- I, w- I had no tattoos at that point. And you still, had, you still had several, but not as many of you as you have now. You didn't have that the socks. That is correct. That is Dang. correct, yes. Uh, we're getting old, man. We were young, yeah. I'm, I'm 30 years old. Uh, I, I've bought a new house. Heck my yeah, fiance the other day said, "What? What was it? Verbatim. Um, you know, sometimes I think maybe we should have a kid." And I was like, "Oh, what the hell, bro? You want a kid? <laughs> oh, what are we gonna do with that thing?" <laughs> oh, the the biological clock's ticking, man. You oh, gotta uh... you gotta defuse that bomb, <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> uh, all right, well, come here. Before we get into basketball stuff, I wanted to ask you real quick. Uh, a few Thanksgiving questions. As we are recording this on Thanksgiving Eve, most of our listeners are probably going to listen to this on Thanksgiving Day when they're trying to tune out their racist uncle. Um, <laughs> I got an Uncle Tom. <laughs> he's a, oh, he's All a right. special guy. Come here. Are you going turkey or ham on Thanksgiving? <laughs> I'm going ham on the ham. Turkey is garbage. If turkey's done right, it's good. Um, I like both. It's like flavorless. I'm actually... It's flavorless. Even like you can put all kinds of spices and rub on it. Turkey is turkey, man. Uh, turkey is only... really healthy. It is very healthy. The only thing like that's really good about turkey is not the, the Thanksgiving Day turkey. It's the next days of cold turkey that you put it on a sandwich in between pieces of bread. So it's not like the you know like it's not like packaged turkey that you get from a deli or even from the the cooler at the store. 
it's like legit turkey and so like it's like it's just the best option available but other than that i'm going ham it's much better like tasting and like it had does have it has a strong flavor regardless of what you put on it um and uh but i imagine it's worse for you healthy wise yeah ham, ham's got a lot of fat in it but it's good i'm uh we're recording this podcast at 9 30 on thanksgiving eve and once we are done i'm throwing both the turkey and the ham in the smoker all night nice uh so they should both come out tasting pretty good uh best thanksgiving side dish Mm, oh that's tough uh it depends on it really depends i feel like on your family um it's like side dish side dish is just like the random things like stuffing and mashed potatoes and stuff like that. yeah you got stuffing dressing mashed potatoes you got the gbc no that's Garbage. Yeah, green bean not, casserole I'm, is disgusting. I I second that. Um, my you, my go to on Thanksgiving is just the classic mashed potatoes and gravy. I'm gonna go with some stuffing. I like stuffing, but I, I do like mashed potatoes and gravy, and I don't mind when the stuffing and mashed potatoes somehow intermingle, and I just find them both on my spoon. I'm a big fan of getting the the roll and yeah. making a ham. Is it King's is it King's Hawaiian roll? Uh, no. Traditionally, it's these rolls that my grandma buys. Uh, mm-hmm. that she bakes in the oven that are really good. But we're not doing Thanksgiving with Grandma this year because I don't want her to die. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what kind of rolls we're doing this year. But split that bad boy open, throw some butter on each side, some mm-hmm. turkey, some ham, mm-hmm. some mashed potatoes, some gravy, put the other oh, half on homie, the top. Try it, try it with the King's Hawaiian roll. Change Dude, the King, life. I, King's Hawaiian rolls are good. Oh, I, we're They're bringing incredible. A, a ton of them tomorrow, a full sheet. They're, they are delicious. They're amazing. Um, best Thanksgiving dessert. What are you going with? Oh, okay. That's a tough one because I hate pecan pie. I'm not a fan. I've I've tried it because I for a long time I didn't I just wasn't sure about it, so I didn't eat it. But uh, I so I tried it last year and I wasn't a fan. So it is dessert. Um, again, I, it depends on who your family is. What if like for example tomorrow, I know that there will be apple pie there. I know that there will be pumpkin pie. I know that there will be pecan pie and chocolate pie. Things called pumpkin bars. Um, but. I'm really looking forward to the banana pudding with vanilla wafers and bits of like, chunks of like banana bread in it. Nice, nice. We are um, a little bit different for desserts tomorrow. I think we're gonna have a pumpkin trifle. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a pumpkin the, guy. I'm not, the hell I'm not is a, a trifle. I'm not a. I'm not a white woman. I'm not doing the pumpkin. What is a trifle? It's like that dessert where it's like you put it in a big glass bowl and it, it's just a bunch of layers. Oh, that makes me. I don't like that. I don't like seeing the layers of my food like that. That makes me feel very uncomfortable. Um, but my brother <laughs> is making a. It's like brownie with a peanut butter, like almost like cheesecake filling. Okay, uh, it sounds really good. Okay. so I. You you give me anything with peanut butter, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I love peanut butter. So I'm looking forward to that one tomorrow. Um, Dang it. Nick just commented on my Instagram. Uh, it's a picture of my dog in a blanket, and he liked the image and said, he takes more naps than you. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. I miss you, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, all right. Well, let's dive into some basketball stuff before we, uh, we lose all of our listeners. Come here. I want to start off. The Thunder have a metric shit ton of players on this team. They do. Camp starts in less than a week. They can carry oh 20 people in camp. And then once the regular season starts, they have to trim that roster down to 15 players. Camp so is I in wanted us to go December through. December 1st, right? Do what? December 1st? It's is camp, it is? yes. Camp okay. is December 1st. First game right. of the season, December 22nd. We need to trim this roster down to 15 players. Okay. 
Who was making the team? All right, so let's get some obvious ones out of the way. Lou let's Dort. Let's do it. Yes. Lou Dort for one. Uh, Shea, two. Hami is three. Give me Tydrome, four. I guess Frank Jackson, five. George Hill, six. Uh, Darius Baisley, seven. Poku, eight. Admiral Schofield, nine. Nine. <laughs> Justin Jackson ten, uh, Kenrich Williams eleven, T.J. Leaf twelve, Horford thirteen, uh, Muscala and Poirier fourteen fifteen. Okay, so you have no Trevor Reza on the team, mm-hmm. no Darius Miller on the team, mm-hmm. no Isaiah Roby on the team. God bless, and no Teo Maladon on the team. Yeah, I think Teo's going to spend a ton of time in the G League. So, but if he doesn't make the 15-man roster, he can't even have an NBA contract. So are you thinking like a two-way for him? Yeah, maybe, because I, I just don't see him on the bench. Like, Because they've already signed know. one two-way. Two yeah. Um, Interesting. I, ju- I, I just don't see him there. What, who, do you think, who do you think he takes the place of? Uh, that's a good question. I think if you can find a, a deal for George Hill, trade him away. Right. And if you have to bring money back in that trade, uh, you just waive the guy. I've been thinking about this all day today. I, I really have been thinking about this, about George Hill and Trevor Ariza. We all feel like Trevor Ariza is gone. Now, George Hill is a guy that – is he somebody that you want him to play and average 18, 7, and 4 or something like that? in get him averaging a nice, you know, points per game, give him a nice kind of audition for other teams, and then you trade him at the deadline? Or is he a guy that you're trying to trade this offseason? Because I feel like Trevor Ariza is a guy that will be traded within the next three weeks. I don't know that about George Hill, but Ooh, I'm not sure. That's interesting. See, I have the exact opposite oh, really? feeling. I think Ariza might be the one that makes it through camp and, and especially because and on why, the team. What was Ariza's deal last year? Did he get hurt? No, he... I remember he didn't go to the playoffs because he wanted to spend time with his daughter, I believe. Yes. Uh, Ariza last year got traded from the Kings to the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he didn't make the trip down to Orlando because he had uh, one month with his kid during the summer, during July, Yeah, uh, that was part of a custody battle. And obviously okay. he, didn't, he didn't know that COVID was going to hit and he was going to be playing basketball in July, right? Right, And right. so he opted to, to stay back with his kid. And then he's made the rounds in the offseason, uh, in the offseason, in the so past what do, week So what do teams need more right now, though? Do they need more of uh, ball point guards but slash shooting guards because Hill can play both. He's skilled. He's a combo guard. A good defensive guard that has some three in him, I guess. He's not as good as it used to be. I kind of like the idea of our like, teams looking for wings that are three and D wings. Yeah, and, and I think I, I don't know the ages on these two guys off the top of my head, but they're both. Ariza's getting old. Yeah, he's remember when Ariza won? Didn't Ariza win his first title with Kobe and Powell? Yes. Jeez. I know. Um, doesn't George Hill just make a lot of sense in Philadelphia? He makes a lot of sense in a lot of places. Not with the yeah, Lakers anymore, but yeah. uh, he's good. George Hill is really good. 
Yeah. Like, he's solid. Um, what about the Clippers, though? Because... Yeah, they need guard help. And they're clearing out Lou Will. Uh, man, I do not know. Uh, apparently, Sam Presti looked into his crystal ball and saw that the Clippers and the Rockets would not only have roster flaws, but fundamental... Mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Fundamental chemistry flaws that cause both like organizations and locker rooms to have meltdowns. Mm-hmm. And was able to just do deals with both of them because the Clippers... It's not just a it's not just a player thing. It's a it's a culture thing. And Montrez Harrell leaving, not telling anybody, and then Lou Will's getting out because it's a a spicy situation in the locker room. They could use a yeah. vet like George Hill that is going to play def- defense. Yeah, and they're going into the contract year of both their major stars with George a brand new not not a brand new coach, but a new coach for that team. Uh, the Thunder have familiarity with going into the contract year of your franchise player uh, with a new coach as well. Didn't work out well. I mean, but in in the end for KD, I don't think anything was about Billy Donovan because... No, it, it, definitely not. It was, it was about Kevin and, and Kevin's viewpoint and being a bitch. But. I do remember reading that. I uh, read in that, oh, I can't remember what... Ethan, Ethan Stroud, I don't know, whoever what it was, I read that book about the, they called him Winning Machine, again, talked about Kevin Durant a lot, and they said Kevin Durant specifically did not like Billy Donovan took the ball out of Kevin Durant's hands, they, he said he it took it, the ball out of his hands and placed it into Russ's hands, mm-hmm. and that really They ran a lot of Russ him. pick and roll that first yeah, year. They That really upset him, um, and... Um, but I don't think at the end all it was about Billy Donovan. I think Kevin Durant's just a hoe. No, totally agree. Um, yeah, I, I think you're probably right on the money. Um, did you mention Mike Muscala in your 15? Uh, I, I meant yeah, because we were at like what 12 or we were we were at 13 at Horford, and I just said uh and yeah uh, and and the, the Mike other and two for you. yeah. Vincent Poyer, what a fun name to say. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's. I think I think you're probably pretty close there. Uh, would the you agree up, that Isaiah Roby is not is going to be the one that doesn't make it? I would not be surprised if he gets cut and, and just bought out or something. Yeah. Um, the the pickup of Frank Jackson, we haven't podcasted since that happened. Um, interesting. Why didn't we emergency pod? Yeah, I know, right? That's the biggest <laughs> signing in OKC's next <laughs> rebuild. Um. Sam Presti was high on Frank Jackson, the 2017 draft. That was the year that he, he took was Terrence Ferguson. Sure. Yeah, he was high for sure. Um, we you and I were just talking. We could have drafted OG Ananobi. Jacob. Yeah, no shit, right? We, that, that, they could that have drafted OG Ananobi. OG was there. Jarrett Allen was there. There was a lot of good players there. Um, Frank went 31st in that draft. There was rumors that the Thunder had made a promise to Frank Jackson. Yep. Uh, Royce Young had reported on it. Um, Chris Mannix of SI had reported on that as well. And so I think on draft night, we were kind of surprised that he didn't take Frank Jackson. Now he's come full circle and he's that got his sucks, guy. That sucks, man, because like, I was very glad that that was, he, that was not the promise. And apparently it might have been a promise. They just, they yeah. would, they, gosh. But hey, do you think Frank Jackson is better than Terrence Ferguson? Oh, that's a good question. They're, two, um, different, I think they're Fer- two different skill sets. I think Ferguson had a better... If you're ranking in the past, over the three years that both of those players have been in the league, who has had a better season? Um, it, it's Terrence Berg. Ferguson. Yeah. If it's who's on the better trajectory currently, it's Frank Jackson. Interesting. 
You know, I, I think Terrence's stock is going down and down and down. And I think Frank's stock is actually rising uh, since last season and the bubble. Uh, he actually played pretty good last season. So the interesting thing for me, you mentioned all those guards. You said Lou, SGA, Homie, Ty, Frank, and George Hill. That leaves Theo, or not Theo, Teo Maladon out of the rotation or out of uh, having a roster spot. You're kind of loaded I, up there. And on a, and on a previous podcast, I was like, I was, because I, I was, we said that you guys said you expect them to play a lot of minutes, and I was like, I was just, I was kind of like taken back. I just, I don't expect them to play. But then, like, I saw, I saw like a, a spreadsheet of the players, and not just the players and their contracts and everything else, but and how old they were. I was like, oh my gosh, all these dudes are like are 22 years old and younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he so might. it I I don't know May, maybe they do throw Teo in the G League and let him get a, a season of burn there. I would think no disrespect to Al Horford, uh, no disrespect at all to the Drip King Shea. <laughs> but this Thunder team is going to be kind of like a G League team this year. It's going to be all about development. So why not just put Teo on the roster? You know, instead of letting him get development in the G League, let him get development with the actual team. You know, Man. I it's it's interesting to me. There, there's a logjam at guard for sure, though. On if this, you start Shea and Lou, uh-huh. they probably want to play Frank. They probably yeah. want to play Hami, see what they have in both of those guys. Uh, if George Hill is on the team, you have to play him. Yep. Uh, you would think they want to play Teo, but they may not. But still, with those other ones, that's five guys. And I, I didn't even mention the name Ty Jerome. I got some questions for you then. All right. On this roster right now that OKC has, who's going to guard LeBron James? Ooh, that's a fun one. Um, oh, God. Ooh. Who's going to guard Kevin Durant? Uh, Darius Baisley will guard Kevin Durant. Okay. Oh, yeah, he did it before. Um, who is going to guard? Oh, he didn't do it before. No. Yeah, KD was out last year, bro. Who who was I can't remember someone okay, I'm just I'm blanking on who defended him really well. Um was a rookie. Um who would defend Hmm Who would defend Le- LeBron, I mean Darius Miller, um Admiral Schofield, those are probably like your your LeBron guys. I oh would gosh, we're just because the size named Admiral Guard. Which is funny to me because Sam Presti loves the Spurs so much, and you know David Robinson, the Admiral. You know, instead of getting another really good big, he just he picked up a guy named Admiral instead. I love it. I love it. I don't think uh, I don't think you want Poku guarding any of these guys right now. God, not right now. Break him in half. Well, actually, you know what? Would you trust Poku to? Well, not trust, but you don't, you don't trust any of these guys <laughs> going to guard the best in the in the country in the in the league in the world right now. That's something. That's something that's special about basketball. Like when they say they're the best in the world, they actually are. Instead of the NFL, we're like we're the world champions. And so, no, there's not football everywhere. But anyways, I, would you throw Pokey on Kevin Durant? Screw it. Why not? What's the like, worst that's going to happen? You know, nothing. We all expect Kevin Durant to score anyways because he's Kevin Durant. But exactly, he Poku's got good legs as far as like movement, and he's yeah. Long. He he's got some some growing to do as far as uh. Uh, lateral movement, but if he can get better laterally, I mean he's long as hell. I was talking about this in our in our uncontested chat the other day. 
is there ever going to be, quote-unquote, a contested shot on Poku? Even if you close out to him and you're in his face. I mean, the dude's 7-1 with a 7-6 wingspan. That's like that's like Rudy actually, Gay shooting jumpers. Yeah, he actually does a jump shot instead of, like, you know how big dudes, like, they barely hop a little bit when they Yeah, when no, they he actually and, jumps. Yeah, no yeah. one's going to contest that. Nobody. He's actually got a strap, too. I mean, he can shoot the thing. Which is really different from what OKC has done in the last four drafts. Yes, it kind of breaks the mold of the Presti wants the long athletic uh, guys who who have no skill. I mean, he drafted Poku, he drafted Teo, uh, he drafted Vit, although Vit's not going to come over. Three European guys Soccer whose games team. are predicated on skill and, and feel and basketball IQ not predicated on how high they can jump and how long their arms are. He drafted a sock team. <laughs> we are very multi uh, multinational this year for sure. Um, for sure. I mean, even Al Horford. Al Horford's from the Dominican Republic. <clears throat> yeah, the starting the starting five. Like we have more Canadian brothers than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Lose from Canada. Shays from Canada. Um, I'm trying to see who else is foreign Bay, on this is team. Bays is the only American, right? Uh, as far as starter, probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, Baze is from America. Poku overseas. Um, TJ Leaf, actually, born in Tel Aviv. Oh, Bay's really? American. Yeah, I think his okay. his family military. was on base in military. <laughs> Al Horford, Dominican Republic. Vincent Poyer, obviously French. Teo, French. Uh, very multinational team. Dang. Kind of fits. Uh, That's crazy. Follow, follows the Spurs, Spurs mold yeah. a little bit there as well. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Um, Kamiar, before we move on, because I, I want to spend some time talking about uh, some of these players that we just mentioned and maybe where trades end up. But before we get there, betonline.ag, sponsor of the podcast, has come out with their NBA win total over-unders. And I wanted to talk about OKCs. In a 72-game abbreviated season this year, BetOnline.ag has Oklahoma City as a 26.5 win team. That's where they've set the mm. over-under at. Now, I did some high-quality math. Uh, I just went to percentagecalculator.net or .org or whatever it is, and that is a 36% win rate. You going with the over or the under? I am taking all of my dollars in the bank and my savings account and I'm taking the under. There's no way. In if if they were in the East, I would maybe pause. Um, but they're in the West, where like 11, 12 teams are trying to make it into the playoffs. So I do not see them winning more than 26 games. So uh, let, let me give you a little bit of a a, a little bit of history here. Last season, there was one, two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams that had below a 30, uh, 36% win rate. Um, now, only two of those came in the Western Conference with the Timberwolves and the Warriors. All the rest came from the East. Uh, we go back to the previous year, the last full season played in the NBA. We had one, two, three, four, five teams below 36%, only one of those in the West. That year, 2018-19, the Western Conference was insane. The Dallas Mavericks were the 14th seed, and they had a 40% win rate. Jeez. Yeah, it was uh, the difference between the 8th seed 
and the 14th seed was oh well there's a big drop from eight to nine sorry so from nine to 14 was only six games so really close uh go back one more season the 2017-18 season there was one two three four five six seven eight nine teams that made uh below 36 percent win percentage that's basically where bet online has okc now and you say you're betting the under oh yes 100 percent. i'm betting the under I am totally with you. I think they're probably getting the benefit of the doubt right now because a little bit of what they did last year and because they have guys like George Hill, Trevor Ariza, uh, Al Horford on this roster. So that means I just spend don't... your money while you have it right now for Christmas. Go all in. Go all <laughs> yes. in. Because I, th- I don't think those guys, I would say two of those three don't end the season in Oklahoma City. And so they're, the, the Thunder's goal is to tank. Tank as hard as you can, get the best draft pick you can. That way you can move on to the 2021 draft, which is coming up in seven short months. Yep. And the the 2021 draft, uh, I was listening to Sam Vecini's podcast uh, from The Athletic. He said there were there's probably about six guys in 2021 that would have went number one in 2020. That's unreal. It's, it's a an incredibly deep class. Uh, headlined, obviously, by uh, the 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 number one guy in the class, uh, the guy that everyone thinks is going to be consensus number one overall pick, Cade, uh, Cade Cunningham, which he played, played his today. first game today. Yeah, He'll good. Put, put up some numbers. Yeah, he his feel is incredible. He would. Oh man, he's I would. Big. He was much larger than I thought he was. Yeah, six eight point guard, and he's thick. It's incredible. He's uh he's fast. He's athletic. You ready for this? He's Ben Simmons with a jump shot. Oh gosh, so he's LeBron. <laughs> hey, that's uh it's kinda accurate. No, he's he's <laughs> he's not LeBron, but God, he's good. He's um, thick Pascal Siakam right now. I kinda like that. I kinda like that. Um you wanted to take a minute and talk about the lottery odds. So let's dive into that real quick. Yeah, tell ex- explain to me because I've always like because we live in Oklahoma and we have football culture everywhere, so people un- understand. Oh, if the if you have the best team in the league, one year if you win the Super Bowl, you'll have the thirty second pick. And if you are the worst team in the league, like you lose all of your games, like the Jets did the a couple years, uh, maybe the, even this year, you are gonna have the number one pick. But in the NBA, it's all on percentages where the even if you're the worst team, you have the same exact chance to get that top pick as the first three teams. So, like, explain to me how all of that kind of works and how last year the Pelicans, they weren't even supposed to get anywhere near that top three pick, but they, like, jumped several teams with, like, a 7% chance. Yeah, so the the way the draft lottery odds work uh, actually got revamped a couple of years ago. In an effort to de-incentivize tanking, uh, so they rounded out the percentage. Um, that way, the num the the worst team in the league wouldn't have a higher percentage to get the number one overall pick, because then teams would would lose on purpose to try to to get that number one overall pick. So they de-incentivized it. Now the top three teams, so so the three teams with the worst records in the league, all three have a fourteen percent chance to get number one overall. 13.4% chance to get number two overall, 127 chance to get number three overall, 
and then a 12% chance to get number four overall. Then after that, it starts changing. So for instance, the worst team in the league, their draft pick will fall between one and five. It will not go lower than five. Uh, The second worst team, it can fall one through six. Third worst team, it can fall one through seven. Fourth worst team, it can fall one through eight. Um, And then it keeps going down. So like, it's kind of weird. Like the 13th worst team in the league, they will either get the 14th pick the 13th pick, or pick 4, 3, 2, or 1. They can't get anything in the middle, though. Uh, it, it, it's some weird mathematical formula the way they set it but up. But if they got pick, you know, what? If they got if they got those picks, four, what is it, 4, 3, 2, and 1? Yeah, 4, 3, uh, pick number, or the, the team with the 13th worst record will either get uh, pick 1, 2, 3, 4, 13, or 14. <laughs> That makes no, and, and they, of course they have like a z- less than point zero one percent chance of getting it. But yeah, still. so like, um, let's let's take the the thirteenth team. Um, they have a two point three percent chance to get pick number fourteen, a ninety two point nine percent chance to get pick thirteen, and then from pick one to pick four, it goes one percent, one point one, one point two, one point three. That's unbelievable. Yeah, so so it's kind of weird. It gives you a chance to jump up. But moral of the story is, for the Thunder, you want to be bottom three. Bottom three gives you a 14% chance to land the number one overall pick. Gives you a real good chance to at least land in that top three. And what blows my mind is that, you know, it seems like, oh, you know, uh, the 10 seed, they have a 3% chance of getting the uh, the first selection. So people will say, like, well, that's not that much. But then you look at the people at the top, if you have a 3% chance and they're getting a 14% chance, that, I was saying that uh, everybody has an equal 14% chance at the top, that would suggest that it's definitely possible because all this, of course, adds it to 100. And if some people are getting 14 shots at it, whereas you're getting three, you still have those three chances because it's a random it's a random thing. So it's unbelievable to me how that even works. Yeah, it, it's really interesting. The math in it is, is kind of crazy. But the moral of the story, the Thunder want to be a bottom three team in the league this year. The question is, can they do it? They're going to be going up against teams like Cleveland, Detroit, New York, uh, Sacramento, the Wizards. Uh, Chicago, Orlando, Charlotte. Um, now, I, I think there's going to be some really bad, like Detroit and Cleveland. They're going to be really bad. But in the East, the East isn't as deep. Um, so I, I think some of those teams will win a handful of games, whereas the Thunder playing in the West, a majority of their games will be played in the West, especially in the shortened season with COVID where they're trying to reduce travel. The Thunder can be playing a lot of games against the Portland Trailblazers and against mm-hmm. the Dallas Mavericks and against mm-hmm. the the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. There's going to be ample opportunity to lose. I mean, just think of the North. Just think of the Northwest. I mean, you. Oh got God. A lot of teams. Utah's good. Denver's very good. Portland um, got good this Portland's this offseason. Very good. Minnesota, although you know they're not as good as they have been is i think they're going to be pretty decent this year they uh, they want to be good they, they made they, moves yeah, to be good exactly and so like okay he's clearly going to be the last one in that division and they're just going to get pummeled by the west and everybody in the east like it's just unbelievable to me yeah and that's kind of the hope be as bad as you can land one of those top three picks if the thunder get pick three 
they could go get pick number one next year. What's the cost going to be? It's probably going to be pretty high. Mm-hmm. But everybody has a breaking point. Like, call me. I know you love your dogs. <clears throat> right. But you have a breaking point somewhere. Is it $10 billion? Right? Like, there's a breaking point for everything at some point. So, like, say Cleveland gets number one. What's it going to take? The number three overall pick and two future firsts? Mm-hmm. Four future firsts? Right. Six future firsts? The thun- I mean, if the Thunder trade six future firsts, they still have 14 picks. You know, if you know Cage, your guy, go and get him. Exactly. But that makes me, I, I want to ask you this before we move on to ad reads. Let's, just for argument's sake, let's say Cleveland gets the number one overall pick next year. Oklahoma yep. City falls at pick three. Mm-hmm. Presti's guy is Cade Cunningham. He has bought in 100%, the whole front office, the scouting department. This is a generational talent that's going to take us to where we want to go. You're going to ask me if I would trade Shea. Three Shea in a future first for number one. That seems tough because the reason why you got Shea is because you knew he would jumpstart your. He knew you knew he would jumpstart your, your program or your your team, for a rebuild. That's that's their main reason they wanted him instead of Shamit. Um. I wouldn't do it. I would try to ask. I would try to ask them if I uh, if they would be privy to more pick swaps and maybe like a Darius Baisley instead. What if it was pick three, future pick, and Poku? Or is that too hard to answer because you haven't seen him play yet? Oh, that's a one hundred percent yes. I'd do that in a heartbeat. I'd be oh. more. I'd be thankful that I'd be more thankful that they didn't men- make me send more picks to them. Actually, okay, interesting, interesting. Because like we it. can we can look at Kate Cunningham, and we can look at Poku, and like we can see Kate Cunningham is the real deal for a reason. Mm-hmm. Poku, like he's Poku's a all theoretical. He's a project. Like, mm-hmm. are are the things that he's doing really impressive in the the like the legit G League of the Greek leagues? Yeah, that's impressive. Like, are his skills impressive? Sure, he's young too. Uh, Kate Cunningham's also the same age, and he's a f- much further along. He's larger. He's more skilled. He can shoot it better. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you get you get rid of Poku in a split second. Or do you pause? Are you would you pause for that for that? Is that I, not an I think instant? I want to see what next. Yes, I think it's an instant yes, but I, I am interested in like it's hard to say just because I haven't seen the dude play. Right, for sure. You know, I mean, what if he comes out next? We've year seen him in an like, empty gym, and we've seen him against like you know other G olds. League players, but we yeah. haven't seen him against you know NBA talent, legit yeah. NBA talent, regardless if it's the Kings or regardless if it's somebody else. Looking through this Thunder roster real quick, they have t- uh, three guys, two guys, two guys making. Um, over ten million. Everyone else is under ten. That's wild. Gonna, That's absolutely wild. Gonna catch okay. all your bad contracts, NBA. Oh yeah. Let's uh let's tell our listeners about who's paying the bills this week and then uh let's do it's some trade me. talk. All right. Twenty twenty has already reshaped how we work. And it's almost over. Thank God twenty twenty is almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. 
Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control, payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can press pause on your account at any time and no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with our candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of job seekers online are visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore. So it's clear Indeed can get you the quality hire you need. That way, that's why there's more than 30 million businesses worldwide using Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try out Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offers only valid through the end of 2020 and terms and conditions apply. Well, football's back in full swing. If you are not in the state of Oklahoma, you might not be at a game this year, just like the Sooners, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going to take the extra mile to make sure you can get in every possibility chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to teams to players and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on our season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championships futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online uh, today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word, Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Kamira, as we start to bring this podcast to a close, I wanted to look at some trades. Uh, We mentioned three guys that we think will not end up on this roster when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. Al Horford, George Hill, Trevor Ariza. Mm -hmm. We've got the trade machine open right now. Uh, let's discuss some possibilities. You for didn't these play three the guys. trade machine. You didn't play the trade machine sounder. Oh, you you want me to play the sounder? I, I would love you. you to play the sounder. I got you, bro. Hold on Thank a you. second. It's Thanksgiving, so Thank you. No way. I'll trade you my level two magic card for your Charizard. Deal. It's a disaster. Take trading. <laughs> disaster. Uh, something else has been a disaster. <laughs> um. All right. I'm gonna throw out our, my first hypothetical trade for you. Okay. Uh, for George Hill. Okay. Now, the Al Horford trade has not officially gone through yet. Uh, there is only two ways this Al Horford trade can happen. Way number one is that the Thunder wait until December 8th, whenever they can aggregate Danny Green plus another player into a trade. They'll send Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson to Philly for Al Horford. Way number two is the Thunder can trade Danny Green on his own and then Terrence Ferguson in another deal, utilizing the trade exception the Thunder just got for Steven Adams. Mm -hmm. What if, instead of waiting until the 8th, they wait till the 10th, they trade Terrence Ferguson, Danny Green, and George Hill to Philly? Uh, that, That trade actually works out almost perfect as far as salary is concerned. 
the the return for the Thunder, they got a top six protected 2025 pick. They got pick number 34 in this past draft, which became Teo Maladon, and they got Al Horford. What if you do that and you make Philly, uh, I would say throw in another first. I don't know if they would do that. Um, At least remove all protections on that 2025 pick, um, or you try to get them to throw you in, um, I don't know, their top 20 protected 2021 pick or something like that. You get a you get a second first rounder out of it, and you send George Hill their way. Hmm. Oh, that's a good one. I don't know. What do you think? I'm not as worried about the top the top six protection twenty twenty five. So I would see if they would give me. Uh, I don't know what their future picks look like. They have their own twenty twenty one pick. Um, they have their own twenty twenty two pick. So they can trade twenty twenty one. I would try to see if they would give me the same thing that um, that Golden State gave you for Kelly Oubre, which is uh, it's protected one through twenty. If if the 76ers aren't one of the top ten teams in the league, uh, they get to keep their pick. If they are, it goes to Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. If you could do that and snag yourself another pick in 2021, and really load up the clip to try to be able to make moves in that draft, I think that would be. I think that makes a little bit of sense for both sides because George Hill, hell of a three-point shooter. You don't want him as your primary facilitator. You want him as a secondary guy. Well, with Ben Simmons and Seth Curry on that team now, he makes sense as a secondary creator. Right. I think it makes some sense. I think it does too. I think I think I think it's yeah, that does make a lot of sense, especially because people are talking about, you know, point guards in Philly and how they would be very successful. Uh, yeah, in a defensive-minded point guard, especially after you lose Josh Richardson, you know, um, the, uh, now that it's a guy that can handle um, more so than Josh Richardson did, um, I think it'd be actually a really good fit. He's kind of like a three and D guy that's also a point guard, so I think it would yeah. fit what Doc Rivers would really need up there. I think Doc Rivers would be great for him too. <clears throat> George Maybe. Hill, thirty-four years old. We were talking about it earlier. Thirty-four years old. Um, you got one for one of these three guys, Al, Trevor. I got or one for George. I've got one for Trevor Reza. I'm ready. Okay. How about you're sending out Trevor Reza and mm, maybe some second round picks? Because I don't know why Press has been getting a ton of second round picks too. It's like whatever. But maybe you send out Trevor Reza and maybe a couple of second round picks or just a second round pick. And in return, you kind of get another young point guard in Edmund Sumner and you get Jeremy Lamb uh, with the hopes to flip Jeremy Lamb later on at the deadline and maybe you get a future first but I don't think you would get a future first if you're getting Edmund Sumner back so I'm just just, these are just like players adding to that stockpile yeah that can make a little bit of sense Um, I don't know how excited the front office would be on re-rolling the dice with Jeremy again. Um, right. I would like it. I, I liked Jeremy. Um, that one's that one's interesting. Uh, Sumner's a 6'6 six, six point guard. He The only negative right here is that he is indeed 24 years old, which we discussed that was the cutoff age. Yeah. No, th- I think that one's interesting. Um Makes a little bit of sense for the Pacers gets gets them another wing in there. 
um, with with some experience. He's a little on the older side. My goal here is thinking, and maybe you get it like a really late, maybe you get like a future first or like a protected, uh, like a heavily protect, top ten protected first from them, or 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 a uh, or a lot of protected first from them, and that translates to two seconds or something like that. But I'm looking at Neverly Sumner as a guy that I'm not. I'm not looking at Sumner as a dude that is effectively going to be a part of the team going forward. I'm looking for a the draft compensation you might get. So maybe a heavily protected first rounder uh, because I think you would expect the Pacers, although they have dis, they're dysfunctional, will make the playoffs in the East. And so that lotto protected one shouldn't really be you know an issue. And then looking at because teams will want shooters, teams will want players like Jeremy Lamb on their team when it comes to the deadline. So I feel like. You're not really looking at it as far as Sumner, more so you're looking at it for what you can get for Jeremy Lamb as teams try to fill up with shooters as the deadline approaches. I think that's fair. Uh, I got another one for you. Okay. Trevor Ariza, who's on an expiring deal, Mm -hmm. for Tarian Prince and the Nets 2021 first. And I'm assuming that you're going to trade Tarian Prince, right? Yeah, and, and part of the thing here is I, I don't think the Nets want Torrey and Prince anymore. Uh, he's he's good, got two though. years left on his deal, so you're taking on long ter- longer-term money and you're yeah. giving them an expiring. I think Trevor Rees is a more natural fit um, with that team, uh, with KD, with Kyrie. Man, I really um, like I look, I really like Torrey and Prince. He's a Baylor guy, isn't he? Yep, yep, Baylor guy. So you bring in Torrey and Prince and his second year uh, of that contract money, uh, I mean, the Nets are going to be 25th in the draft, 26th in the draft. I mean, they're not worried about drafting players. They're worried about building around this core they have, right? Because they have mm-hmm. KD and, and Kyrie for three more years. So they're not going to draft somebody. They're they're looking to trade picks to get assets, to get people that match their timeline. Trevor Reason makes a little bit of sense there, I think. Yeah, it, it makes sense for what they're trying to accomplish, but... at the- at the same time, like, I don't know, like, that's just me being, an, like, if I, if I were a Nets fan, right, I'd be, I would want Torian Prince, I feel like he's much better for now and the future of the Nets, but it seems like the Nets are, like, a win-now situation, right, does that feel mm-hmm. like that's it, so maybe you want a guy that's more battle-tested, who's still respected in the league, like a Trevor Ariza, who's been to the mountaintop, and who's played in those games, literally he won an NBA title, um, so I think that would make a lot of sense for the culture and for what they're trying to do on the team, despite their age differences. Because what Torian Prince is like twenty six years old, but Trevor Reza he's got to be in his middle thirties, right? Trevor Reza is thirty five. Yeah, thirty five. Yes. And and he will be thirty six by the time the playoffs roll around. So that would be the only thing is that he is thirty five, but he's still good at his job years later. Yes. So I, I don't know. Like that's tough for me because. The Nets can't do this like win now thing again, right? Remember the they're first on their time, way, man. Remember, remember the first time they did it. So <laughs> it's like to trade all these guys or to any any of these guys like Karis Levert and all these other dudes that are really have been really great for them. Spencer Dinwiddie, that would be a shame because that's a really solid team. Like you attack and you punch with Kyrie and and Kevin Durant and DeAndre Jordan, and then you come back in with. 
Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, and Torian Prince. Are you kidding me? Like, why would mm-hmm. you not want that? That's a great freaking team, actually. Holy yeah, crap. It's a really I, good team. I just realized, and Jared Allen, I just, I just realized they could win it. They could be, like, in the East Finals next year. Yeah, that, that's a wow. good team, man. I didn't think about that. Uh, I have, I, I don't know what the compensation is on this second one, but I, I have, I, I just feel like the Thunder are going to get in on this. The yeah. Gordon Hayward signing has not become official because they're trying to find a, a sign-and-trade deal there, and the Charlotte Hornets do not want, apparently after they read uh, Twitter.com, they realized, oh, hey, just buying out Nick Batum and paying $9 million for him not to be here for the next three seasons and letting that affect our cap is a bad plan. So Gordon Hayward to Charlotte in a sign-and-trade. Nick Batum to OKC, Hmm. Trevor Ariza, George Hill, to Boston. That's spicy. I just don't know what the compensation is. Right. Do you get a second-round pick from each of those teams? Because that's not super sexy. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. You could do better. Well, I thought they could do do better for what they did for Oubre. Yeah, could you just absorb Nick Batum into that that traded player exception um and and have charlotte give you a first round as a first round pick worth nine million dollars to them saving nine million hmm. yeah you know i that's i just have a feeling the thunder are kicking the tires there and trying to see what they can make happen i think it'd be interesting um one that we haven't talked about yet is al horford any ideas on a Horford trade? Honestly, no, because I feel like I feel like he might be in OKC for a minute. Do you think he's going to be on the team for a minute? I feel like he... I think that could be possible for sure. I I want to throw out an interesting one to you. Uh, the return isn't sexy at all, but I think it maybe makes sense. Okay, straight up, Al Horford. For Otto Porter Jr. Let me explain real quick. Otto Porter Jr. is 27. He's an expiring contract. So you're getting off three years of Al for uh, the expiring contract of Otto Porter Jr. Okay? Mm -hmm. Um, If Otto Porter comes back and can play, maybe you can flip him at the deadline. If not, that's another $30 million coming off your cap sheet next summer the thunder are going to have like 70 million dollars in freaking cap space next year we're going to take, to take on so everyone's bad contracts with picks yeah yes and then al horford goes to chicago with his former college coach billy donovan yep al horford is is basically the old version of wendell carter junior can really mentor that team and I think Chicago wants to make the playoffs. Yep. And on 2K, Horford's a great mentor for a new team. You're trying to make a, you're trying to make your teammates better. But no, and really, realistically, that sounds great. I mean, OKC might have trouble meeting the cap floor, even though their trade, <laughs> oh, shit, their trade exceptions are going to help. Um, but yeah, oh, next season and maybe the season after that, probably OKC's probably going to look like the island of misfit toys, kind of. Yeah. Just like awful contracts, dudes that just like. Are like our dudes are actually probably pretty okay, um, but um, they never really amounted to anything, and the team's gonna be pretty meh. And so, um, I don't think it's gonna be like 
I don't think we'll ever see a truly awful G League team where you're getting blown out by 40 points a night. I think the team will be competitive some nights, get blown out some nights, and win a few times, you know, just like the Kings, if you, as you've seen the Kings have done for, for, since forever. It's just it's just so odd, but like as I think Bobby Marks was pointing this out the other day on Twitter and saying that OKC, like teardowns are not easy. Blowing up your team is not easy. And what Sam Presti has managed to do to blow up, like to get A, all the assets he had, and to B, blow up the team with this amount of picks already from Houston and in the Shea trade. And the, we're going to call it the Shea trade for now. It's not the, it's not the PG trade. I love it. Uh, and, and so like you get all those assets already, and you're already really, really set up pretty well over the next few years for a teardown, and now you get all these other assets keep on trickling down into you, and like you're now you're now you're blowing it all up, and now you're like killing all your contracts to where OKC Sam Presti has made it like an almost a beautiful art form, as far as he's perfectly striking everything that you need to do to put yourself to be in in, in a place for success. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um. So so are you interested in in the proposal of that trade solely because you're getting short term money over long term money? Yes, because that's the whole point of all of this, isn't it? Yeah. You're not you don't want to take on long term long term contracts until you're extending Shea. Exactly. And again, like like you mentioned, you get short term contracts, they all expire next year. The Thunder have a ton of money coming off the books next year. Um What is what is the NBA rule on restructuring your contract? That's a good question. I do not know. Because I feel like we're going to be revisiting that rule if it is an open-ended rule with with regards to Lou Dort in the future. <laughs> Maybe so, yeah. Um, I think, uh, yeah, if, if you the more money you have open in the summer of 2021, as soon as there's a free agent that a team says, oh, we want this guy, we want to sign him, uh, Charlotte and Gordon Hayward, but we need to get off some money to do it. Mm-hmm. The Thunder's sitting there ready to go. Yeah, just trade like, us your bad, trade us your bad yeah. contract. Give us your first round pick, and go go and sign your boy. It's just like Utah when they took on Perk's contract when OKC got uh, Ennis Cantor, right? They they took his contract, but with the full intention of just like killing space. Exactly. Yeah, and so uh, that's one interesting Al Horford one. Do you have any other ideas for Al? I have not a one. Uh, I, I, I've been thinking he's going to be on the team for a while, so I just figured, nope. I was also thinking Toronto is an interesting place for Al Horford. What? Do you think, do you think, because this is what I'm thinking, Al Horford, do you really think he's going to be a contributor on a winning team? I think he's still got a little bit left in him. I, I just, I don't, I think he's still got a little bit left in him, but who's more washed, Al Horford or LaMarcus Aldridge? It's a tough question. I mean, it's so hard because I think Al was such a poor fit in Philly. I think the Thunder are going to have to bring him into the season and and raise that trade value in order to flip him. They're going to have to pull yeah. a Chris Paul again. Mm-hmm. But I, one thing good about Al Horford is that third year is not fully guaranteed. Oh, something we didn't even talk about today. Thunder's new coach. Oh, Mike Miller. Mike Miller. But not, not that Mike not, Miller. Not Kendrick Perkins sitting on him at midcourt, Mike Miller. Yeah, I, 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 cause all, all I saw was the name, and I was like, oh, got a juggalo on the coaching staff. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. And then I was like, wait, hold on. That's not, the Mike, that's not that Mike Miller. 
and uh, it's definitely not Mac Miller, um, but rest in peace, Mac. Um, and then I Googled who it was, and apparently he's a pretty significant dude, like league-wide, it has very respected. Yeah, uh, G League Coach of the Year in 2018. Thunder also bring in, um, oh, I'm going to forget his last name, Cameron. Payne. No, I can't can remember it, his can last it, name, can, but can it he was – he was uh, an assistant on the blue when I was covering the blue last year. Very vocal on the bench, uh, super active. Never got to talk to him, but seemed like a great, great guy. I got a question, but I need to see what his contract is for first. Hold on. Okay. It involves a player from the Knicks. All right. I've got a question for you. Okay, I'm would ready. You take, would you take on Julius Randle's fat contract that's like what he signed a three-year deal in 2019 would you take on julius randall's fat contract and a pick for um, i don't know like maybe oh i can't think of anything right now uh for somebody like bays oh i don't know about that uh julius randall's contract is not or partial guarantee uh, in 2021, so he's 18.9 million this year. I don't know how much of that 2021 money is guaranteed. Um, but would you give up? Maybe not Bays, but would you give up anything substantial for him, for that contract especially? He is 25, doesn't really meet that threshold, doesn't really meet who I think he could be in the NBA. But I'm very curious. I don't think I would do it, but I know you have a giant man crush on Julius Randle. I love Julius Randle. He's a good player. Um, I think he's he needs to get out of New York for sure. I agree. I think he definitely needs to get out of New York. Uh, I can't think of any more trade ideas. Do you have any? I don't. I'm all traded out. All traded out, dude. It's hard because we've already seen so many trades. It's hard to create any more. Yeah, like I'm just, I'm just. I keep on awaiting all of this trade news, trade news, trade news. Anytime Wash pops up, I actually have to like look at it now. <laughs> I because, know, right? Because like, and like, not and not like, I'll, oh, I'll look at it in ten minutes now. But like, I need to go look at it because it seems uh, significant. Because I think this this isn't done. Okay, so he's not done here. There's been one almost every day. Today was the coaching staff. Yesterday was Frank Jackson. The day before that was TJ Leaf. And we know and we know that we're still waiting on other deals to be officially done so they can make other deals. So mm-hmm. um yeah, they're not yeah. The Al Horford deal technically still isn't completed yet. Correct. The uh the deal to acquire Trevor Ariza has has that one been completed? I can't remember. I don't even know. I don't know either. I don't pretend. It's been a lot of stuff. All right, I don't let's even know get who's out of here. Team. It's uh oh that's the post game outro. I wasn't supposed to play that. Good job. Let's go with this one instead. Sounds better. Hey man, thank you guys so much for checking out the Young Contested. We hope you guys have a great and safe Thanksgiving. Uh, please don't give Grandma COVID. Uh, enjoy your time with your family though. Enjoy football. We're uh we're less than a week away from NBA training camp. Mm-hmm. It's going to be here before you know it. We're going to get video of Shay and Bays and Poku on the court. Oh, God. Can't wait. The big three, baby. Cannot wait. 
Uh, if you guys have not yet already, please go drop a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts from. It would mean the world to us. Helps more people see the pod. We will be back with you again on Sunday. We'll do a live pod again on Twitter, Facebook, and the YouTube channel, and then immediately rip the audio for all of our podcast listeners as well. So if you don't have plans Sunday night, 9 p.m., come join us as we will be live breaking down all the Thunder information. We'll go league-wide as well on Sunday. So we will see you guys then. Again, have a great end of your week. Have a great holiday. Please stay safe. And as always, Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.